Uh, welcome to episode four of uh, Bush's Board Game Thing, uh, powered by the lovely people at Zatu Games. This is a bit different, this episode. It's all about transportation games. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but obviously, myself, Brian and Jess, and producer Ross as well, we're all recording this from our homes because we're in the middle of another lockdown. You're probably in the same situation yourself. But to, to um, guarantee the integrity of a recording, we have to do this thing where we all clap at the same time so that Ross, when he's when he's putting it all together, knows what bits go and where. So what are we going to do? One, two, three, clap. Brian, you're in charge of the clap. No, 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 no. We need to do three, two, one, then clap. Clap or, on the one. I don't know. Je- Jess, maybe let's just get your insight into this. So Would you prefer we... that we did a three, two, and then on one clap? It's up to you, really. Oh, I'm not sure. I think maybe we should go three, two, one, then clap. Okay. okay. Yeah, because yeah, you wouldn't clap, right. you wouldn't do three, two, and clap on the one. That just seems weird. Three, two, one. Or right. in TV though, TV they they go down from five, right? Yeah. And the last two they don't say out loud, so they go five, four, three. You know. That's good. Clap. If, if you, you, you have do, a preference, do, or, uh, do get in touch with the uh, show. You can uh, Instagram us at Board Game Thing. One final thing, maybe as an agreement, then we three, two, silent one, like the telly. Then we clap. Then clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, I'm going to vote for that one. Jess, you in? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Fantastic. Okay. Three, two. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That was so bad. You absolutely have to. Just three, two. Two. The one is silent. Then you clap. Right. Please join in if you're listening at home. Three, Three, two, two, one. I I was counting out loud in my head then. Do you hear me say one? You hear me whisper? Yes. Uh, Great to have you all on board. We're going to be talking about games to do with transportation. The whole point of this uh, podcast is to offer a bit of of escapism from the weird world outside. Draw the shutters, play some board games, turn your phones off and engage with people. It's amazing to have a little view, as you probably will understand through doing Zoom video chats and stuff like that. We can see each other on our laptops at the moment. That's how we're recording the show this week. Let's just start straight off with an insight into what appears to be Jess's bedroom and what appears to be a kimono hanging up on the wall of your... Oh, yeah. of your bedroom, like is, that, is that your kind of smoking jacket whilst you're walking around the house? Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah, and do you know what? I bought it ages ago, and then Chris from Love Island wore it, and everyone went mad about it. And I was like, I had it before Chris from Love Island. <laughs> it costs like seven quid off eBay. It's amazing. It's luxurious. It, it, it is amazing. I must say, it, it looks quite heavily stained from just maybe that's just is it gravy or red wine? Know, but what, what are the, what are some no, of the stains on it? Yeah. Stains on it. Would, would you wear that in the morning then when you're walking around with your Cruella Deville uh, plastic cigarette holder and, and making a cup of tea and stuff? Yeah, and also I always have my eye mask like just on my forehead and I'm like flouncing around in it with my slippers. <laughs> I look amazing in the morning, just like walking around. So Jess is in her bedroom. I'm in my eldest daughter Erin's bedroom. I've had to turf her out for this. She's over the moon. You can a bunk bed in the background uh, i'm actually my laptop is sat on a copy of dixit board game right the way through <laughs> to the end and brian you appear to be in uh, it's a very uh, elaborate uh, country house uh, dining room yeah i'm in the i'm in the west wing i'm in the west wing of my uh, my country manor um yeah and i've got I, for my mic stand i've i've uh, got a full uh, in illustrated encyclopedia of home improvements called the knack it was very big in the 70s apparently my um father-in-law gave them to me didn't didn't tell him that you can just look on youtube these days but it's very, well, it's very so you, good. if you've got if you've got a bit of diy you want to do you'd, you'd look it up like, on, it's me, the encyclopedia just take one level one layer off my mic stand here we go uh this is volume 20 which covers um 
Roof gardens. Oh, oh fantastic. Cesspits and septic tanks. Uh, antique mm, furniture quite. restoration. Working with corrugated iron. Uh, simple joining techniques. And uh, a brick timber kitchen system. I don't know what the hell that is, but I'm intrigued. Well, I tell you what, how many, how many volumes have you got there, Brian? 21. What? 20, 20, what? 21 volumes of Knack Magazine or Knack Almanac. If there's anything DIY-wise that you want answer answer for, just get in touch here uh, on uh, Board Game Thing, at Board Game Thing on Instagram. And Brian, you'll be able to leaf through Knack and have a look. Bear in mind, though, bear in mind, I'm missing volume three, which I believe is uh, extension. So I can't do anything about extensions, Okay. Aww. anything but extensions and you're good to go uh, so um, Jess you were playing board games last night we were into lockdown you were already playing board games last night before we even get to the point of recording this yeah exactly it's what you have to do so me and my housemate had five porn star martinis sorry and played well, some games I saw that on Instagram what, what is a, a, a porn star martini instead? so it is vodka passion fruit nice. passion fruit juice pessoa and um, Prosecco topped up. Um, so they're, they're quite a small drink. They're meant to be served in a martini glass. Um, and we were just serving them in tumblers and knocking them back like they were half pints. So, yeah, things things got a little bit hazy. I've got a bit of a headache today. But we did play some board games. We played, well, we played a card game, which was brilliant. It's Monopoly Deal. Have you ever played it? No, never heard of it. So it's basically Monopoly, but in card version. And you play it in like 15 minutes. We did four games of Monopoly in in an hour which is amazing it's, it's really really good i highly recommend it um I, I saw an instagram video last night of you and your housemate um doing what appeared to be a dance maneuver that then ended up with you doing push-ups on the floor of the lounge what was that about jess so we um this i'm probably speaking another language to you two when i say this no, no so i'm down with the kids this, i know i know it's what it is a- yeah, yeah we're down okay with this. right yeah, yeah. okay fine. So is it gangnam it was style a- was it gangnam style no it was was it the macarena dance. was it a macarena no it was a TikTok dance, and it was to WAP by Cardi B, which some of our listeners might no, know, and some of isn't them WAP, might... Isn't WAP something to do with you push a button so that other people can join your Wi-Fi network? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I'll tell you what, what you two can, um, can after this, you can just go on YouTube no, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, put in Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, WAP, and you are going to be very shocked because it's a bit of a saucy song. Is it a bit blue? It's a little bit blue. It's a little bit blue. TikTok, as far as I can tell, because my other half Katie's into it, is just mm. um, people pretending to do dance moves along with songs in their kitchens and stuff. Is that what that is? Yeah, and that's pretty much what we were doing, which oh was my. great. It was fun. We played board games. We had cocktails. Oh, have you just um, oh uh, researched the lyrics? Yeah, I've just looked at what, what WAP stands for. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think, yeah. What does it, I think what she might have an infection or something. <laughs> Can you what can you get a WAP? Can you get WAP? <laughs> I think you can, <laughs> yeah. If you don't use protection, you definitely can get a WAP. Really? Yeah. I mean you I mean, yeah, do you know yeah. It's good to leave the house these days, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Well oh, let, let's let's go back to uh more safe ground and let's talk about uh the transportation board games. That is the theme of this week's uh, Bush's board game thing podcast. Uh, sorry, before we do though, let's just very quickly cover this off. Uh, we were way out in our prediction of the American election last oh, week, yeah. weren't we? With our seventy-vote swing to Trump in the campaign trail, the board game. So let's just put that one out there. That we it proves that you, even though campaign trail brilliantly simulates the American electoral system, 
uh, we were nowhere near getting that correct. Well, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of illegal votes counted, so you know we've not we've not seen the last of it yet. <laughs> Bush's board game thing. So let's talk about transport board games. Uh, the, the game that we're all in love with, having played it in the week just before lockdown kicked in, is Ticket to Ride. We loved it, didn't it we? It was so good. It's bad that this is one of the most famous train transport board games of all time. It's one of those ones, I always think, you know a game's kind of made it if you go into WH Smith's and it's there. Because they've always got, no offence to mm. WH Smith's, but they've always got the kind of like four or five boring board games that have been there for donkey's years. So I've always put a ticket to ride in that category. Uh, the lovely people at Zatu sent us the latest one, because there's so many versions of Ticket to Ride now. Uh, we played Ticket to Ride, Rails and Sails. So it was like not only trains, but boats as well. And you have to kind of work your way uh, across the map and place your little tokens down. Uh, the thing that has stayed in my mind since we played it was just how beautiful all the cards were you know like they were mm. so colorful weren't they it was a, a beautiful game to look at which i think sometimes if you're trying to get people to come and play it that's half the half the challenge isn't it well anyway look before we get to our views on it here's how we got on so oh, we've just started the game and already jess has won the sweepstake because <laughs> we decided before we we're gonna have a sweepstake first person to sing ticket to ride and Jess was straight in with it she's got a ticket to ride well I actually thought it was Queen for a bit so I was like oh no it's gonna be a long night Andy you know how Monopoly or other games do branded versions where they'll do Monopoly Simpsons edition I'd love to see ticket to ride Ryanair edition yeah it was all just basically the UK to Eastern European stag destinations Brian, why do you have all of your cards on show? Like, literally your whole hand is face up on the board. It's a really weird methodology that Brian's got during board games where you don't care about the hidden information element. You just put all the cards out in front of you. It is actually a tactic. See, by showing you my cards, I've got nothing to hide. This is my naked ambition. I'm saying to you guys, this is what I'm doing and there's nothing you can do to stop me. It's, it's been a development. Uh, so Jess is at the beginning of the game being kind of, I don't know what I'm doing or whatever, and then has not has been on two points for quite some time. Brian and I are slowly making, uh, disappearing into the distance. Out of the blue, bold move, she's placed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven little green ships and scored 18 points. Absolutely. Slow and steady wins the race. Uh, Jess, I once uh, drove my wife around in Indonesia in that place you've just gone to. Jakarta. No, we used a car in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Collecting more cards, you Brian. See how many sets you can get, even though that's not the game. I'm currently hoarding. I'm like I see this very much as a capitalist-based game, so I'm hoarding resources and lines, and hopefully by the end of the game, I can just do it all in one foul swoop. Uh, so we've we've come to the conclusion. Uh, who, just tell you guys who, who's won again. Yeah, all right, you Brian won. You yeah. won. Can no, just... you won. Yep. Because of a rule that none of us knew yeah. about. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Well, I knew about it. But, if you know. I knew about the rule, then yep. maybe you wouldn't have won. So, do you know what? Also, I just want to cast my mind back to oh, the beginning when everyone's making fun of me for showing my cards. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, yeah. Who who won? You won. Okay, that's great. The end of it. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Now, look, I'm not keeping count, guys. Well, I am keeping oh. count, but. Does that mean I've won every single board game we've played on this board game podcast? Yes, yeah. unbeaten. I'm like the Liverpool FC of board game players. Is there like a competitive board game league I can sort of join? Well, you will leave us and go I pro. Just, you guys like, really aren't testing me. You're not. You're not pushing me like to my <laughs> limits. Really, it's just getting too easy. Do you know what winds me up? Do you know what winds me up? And people listening right now might have a mate who does this. You, you, everyone's got one friend who has a very bizarre way of organising their pieces. 
uh, at the table. Now, there's people oh, who, who yeah. have stuff scattered everywhere. That, that Brian's not one of them. He, he does, wouldn't you say, Jess, in every game we've played with him so far, he's got a weird way of organising stuff. So for Ticket to Ride, which is supposed to keep your cards secret from everyone, mm. Brian started putting them on the floor by his feet in different sets of colours. Mm. And I've never seen anyone do that in a card game before Mind in my games. entire life. So basically, it's, it's mind games. I'm showing you that I've got nothing to hide. I'm showing you that even though you know what my cards are and what my moves are going to be, you're powerless to stop them. And in a way, it worked because I won the game. Do you know what, though? There are so many variations of Ticket to Ride. I went on Zatu's website because I thought, I like this. What I like about um, Ticket to Ride is that it, it doesn't take very long to explain. Uh, we've talked about mm. this before. One of the worst things, I think, about getting a games night together is being the one that has to explain the rules to everybody else and it gives me palpitations and uh, if you're a fan of Senate magazine which is like a quarterly gorgeous looking games magazine uh, I'm, I'm currently writing a piece in there about the the horror and the panic of being the one that has to explain a board game so keep an eye out for that uh, but with, with Ticket to Ride it's so self-explanatory that we were up and running in minutes so that was kind of a good thing wasn't it? Yeah. It was very simple. Yeah, I loved it. And one of the best bits about the game actually was, um, and we only got to this towards the end, we worked out worked out how to do it, is if you can see, say for instance, Andy is trying to complete a route from A to B or from Manila to Jakarta or whatever, if you do a little route in between and stop him, then you can absolutely knock up his entire process. That's the best bit about it for me. Yeah, the whole blocking thing. I didn't realise that there was kind of like a dirty tricks element to Ticket to Ride, which always seems like it's like the, the most innocent board game in the world. There are so many different variations on this game that I had no idea about as well. I feel like we've been ushered into a new world on Board Game Thing by playing this game. Uh, I had a little look on Zatu's website. There are so many spin-offs. There's Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride Europe. Obviously, we played Ooh. Ticket to Ride Rails and Sales, Ticket to Ride Germany, Ticket to Ride 1912, bit of a weird one. Any other Ticket to Rides you could do, like Ticket to Ride Swindon? That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> all the roundabouts, get all the roundabouts. Oh, yeah. Uh, people have been getting in touch on Instagram about Ticket to Ride, posted up the fact that we were playing the game. Silas says he played the London Bus Edition for the first time Ooh. recently at Drafts Board Game Cafe in London and absolutely loved it. London Bus Edition. What? That'd There's a London f- bus edition of Ticket to Ride. Imagine so that. I want there. There has to be, I'm going to check it out, an N29 night bus, the N29, which goes all the way from <laughs> uh, Trafalgar Square all the way to Oakwood, I believe, or Cockfosters. And if there's not a man with a kebab who's been sick down the back of the bus, then it's not. For me, it's not a realistic. Game. Maybe there's a spin-off as well where you've got um, two scally lads on the way back from a night out throwing chips at the back of your head, but you can't say anything. Pancho says as well on Instagram, you guys need to try the Nordic version for a more cutthroat experience. So I don't know what that is, a Nordic version of Ticket to Ride. In fact, we'll we'll open this out to anyone if you you want to get in touch at Board Game Thing on Instagram. Uh, What things from normal commuting could they put into Ticket to Ride? Because Ticket to Ride's the, the quintessential travel game. What about mouth breather? Someone who overly breathes. That's you can hear them breathing. Some people seem to do that. Uh, that's it. Oh, awful. Uh, there uh, needs to be a section, uh, maybe a special card where uh, you get extra points if you are fueling up with your car and you get it exactly to twenty pounds or thirty pounds or whatever. But if you oh. if you get it. 20, 19 pounds 98 yeah. then you actually lose 10 points a little spinner or something that could come in with the game also you could block other people so you could do that thing where you've you've just gone to the pump in front uh, you've only got 10 quids worth of petrol but then you go and do the big yep. shop in the actual Marks and Spencer's bit of the garage and Oof. the other person's trapped there for ages as well so other thing about this transport games it would be remiss of us not to talk about the brilliant uh, and imaginative games that people make up amongst themselves to break up 
car journeys or long trips or whatever. So uh, at Board Game Thing, if you've got any games that you've made up to pass the time on a long journey. So we've had one from Jojo and she said, yes, me and my husband play bar, moo, nay. So when you spot an animal, the first to do the noise of that animal gets the point. It gets pretty competitive. I like that. So you, you, just, really like you that. just do the, the noise of the animal back to the animal and then you get yeah. the points based on that first. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good game. I like that. But what if you're driving through a, a country with a lot of exotic animals? How does it work then? <laughs> well, if there's a llama, what noise does a llama make? Well, exactly. That's it. Spit, I've never heard them talk. Spit at your co-driver. <laughs> <laughs> Have some of that. Two points, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And birds. Birds would be difficult. It's, yeah, it's, I, I would say if you live... It's say Madagascar. This would be a dreadful game, dreadful car game. You just could, you'd have a headache by the time you turned up at your meeting. At board game thing to get in touch. Any others? Yeah. So this one's from Kate. I really, really like this one. Me and my friends like to play. Are they hot or are they just wearing sunglasses? <laughs> Absolute cracker. I tell you what. If you put sunglasses on, you can go from like a five to an eight. Like, get, we're getting a real ridiculous. insight into uh, the some of the judgment principles that people have about whether someone's got it going on or not, Jess, this, the, oh, on this podcast from you, that's for sure. Bush, it's an absolute jungle out there. It is absolute a jungle. Absolute jungle out there. Are they hot or are they just wearing sunglasses? I think that's a lot of fun. Because you can just do it, like, if there's a car on the other side of the road or someone just zooms past, you just have to make a quick judgment on them. But it'd be good if you saw someone yeah. and maybe you're driving alongside with them and then maybe they get to a service station and they take their glasses off. And then you're like, oh, then you get to see the outcome. I tell you who'd be terrible at that game is Ryan Giggs, because Ryan Giggs would look great with sunglasses on, mm. sunglasses off, because his eyes are very close together. Oh. You ever noticed how close Ryan Giggs' eyes are together? I'm obsessed with Ryan Giggs' eyes. It's about a centimetre. I think they're about a centimetre apart, aren't they? It's like a, in, yeah, in international football, seen... it's the closest eye, <laughs> eyes ever. Maybe. Maybe that's why he's so good at football, because he's like got laser focus. I don't know what it is. I've never seen anybody in the public eye with eyes that are close together than Ryan, Ryan Giggs. Just some other travel games and transportation games that you can get at the moment, because it's you wouldn't think normally transport and board games would go hand in hand. But when you actually start looking and digging, there's some brilliant games that involve... Uh, modes of transport out there. Brian, you have recently got Cult Express uh, for your lad kit. What, what do you think of that? This is this is a game where you build a 3D train and then you do like a Wild West cowboy robbery on it. It's like Red Dead Redemption, but on a train. So f- first of all, if you are thinking of getting Cult Express, just be wary. You have to build a massive 3D train. <laughs> and I was like, I opened it up and I was, the, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can bother to do this. The sun's setting and I don't know if I can. But then after, it, took, it takes about half an hour to build a train. And then the best thing about it is once you build the train, you don't have to take it apart again and put it back. They've got a really clever box where you can put the trains back in. So the premise is you're, um, you get given a character. You can be uh, like a, a lady card sharp or a, or a sharpshooter or a whatever yeah and the aim of the game is to rob as much from your fellow train passengers who are also robbers and it's like an old-fashioned you know you'd watch those westerns where you attack a train and you're you know you're on the roofs of the of the train carriages um and it's brilliant i absolutely loved it and it and the thing about it is building this 3d train makes it a lot more even though it doesn't look like a real train like it's not incredibly realistic it yeah. g- gives you that imagination where you are jumping up and down between the trains that's great you can't beat yeah, a good a good it. 3d uh, board game 
uh, piece or something like that model, which is good. It almost might, might make you want to get back into the good old days of Airfix modelling. Do you ever, ever used to do that where you make like a Lancaster bomber or a Spitfire or something like that? Ever ever made a model? I'm not that old, mate. I'm not that. I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, Airfix was a bit. Yeah, it's a bit, bit too old for me. You've never made an Airfix model. You've never made an Airfix. Jeff model. probably doesn't even know what an Airfix is. Do you know what Airfix no, is? I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. I tell you what. Is I it like a the planes that you like put together? Yeah, with a bit of glue and then paint it afterwards. And oh, like do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? Actually, my stepdad did that um, like a couple oh. months ago just to pass some time. It looks like the most boring thing in the world. Okay, yeah, okay. Thanks very much. <laughs> if, uh, I, I do, I, I at least I've been able to tell I my friends that I did a bit of modelling. Hey. Hey. I, I did do a couple when I was younger, but you end up just gluing your fingers together yeah. if you're not that into it. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Just one other thing on the old um, Wild West train carriage thing. Um, I remember going on a train trip in a, when I was in America. I did a university uh, at UMass in America back in 97, so donkey's years ago now. But I took a train trip from uh, New York all the way down to Louisiana. Uh, and there's, there was, they had one carriage that was like a dining carriage where you'd sit with like a proper dining table with you know, metal knife and fork and, a, and, and cutlery and a tablecloth and wine and all that kind of thing. And you end up having uh, dinner with a stranger, but as, as this amazing scenery like the Mississippi Swampland and stuff was going by, don't you wish that you could sit and dine with people on a train? You know, like the olden, don't you miss the olden days of train carriages and all that kind of stuff? Oh, that actually sounds nice. Yeah, but the problem with that is we live in the UK where it's actually all quite close together. So, like, you're always <laughs> just travelling through Manchester or, like, a housing estate or a solar panel farm. You haven't got yeah. that wide expanse of country that, that America has. I don't want to sound like an old man, though, but do you remember, and I remember this from when I was a kid, individual carriages. So you'd go into the carriage, like a, a, yeah. a room where you're facing each other, so three seats one side, facing three on the other, and you'd slide the door shut. And now it looks like something from a Hammer Horror movie, but you used to just sit opposite each other in little tiny rooms was, when I was a kid. Was that when you were off to Hogwarts? That's what you yeah, had <laughs> Either of you two ever been on, uh, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, have you ever been on anything weird, like travelled on anything weird, like a like a donkey or an elephant or anything like that? Do you know the first thing that springs to mind, and it's a bit of a hazy memory because it's from when I was really young, but I think when I was on holiday in Spain, you could like hire mechanical animals and have a ride on them do you remember them and they're absolutely i've seen photos of me on it they are absolutely petrifying i'm talking like not full scale but like big mechanical animals and they'll just be going like squeaking and their faces are all weird and i went on one just just to clarify then you 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 dream jess this is a dream it might be a dream you you went on a mechanical animal when you were in spain yeah exactly yeah it wasn't a dream there's photographs of it Honestly, it is. What, what kind of animal was it? Like a mechanical a lion, like a lion and an elephant <laughs> and a course. bear and stuff. And they're like, they're honestly, they look terrifying. And you just, and my mum just sat me on it. And in the photo, I'm just like, I don't like it. And I'm just like going around. This is. Uh, I bet, haunting. I bet there's people out there that have potentially done it as well. Um, so we we have know. we have uh, international listenership to this podcast. So if you Ooh. have been to Spain, you live in Spain and you have any uh, recollection of Jess's mechanical lion that she went on when she was a kid, at Board Game Thing, get in touch now. Right, let's go back to your Instagram comments about games you've made up to break up boring journeys. We're talking about transportation games on the show. Uh, Any other ones that have come in on the wires, Brian? 
Uh, yep, we got one from Christoph. Yellow car, yellow punch used to be my favourite, but caused too many arguments, as I would say... A, looking for yellow cars, and B, getting punched while driving was a bit too distracting. Uh, he said it evolved into Spot the Mini, which he once won by deliberately driving past the mini showroom. Okay, oh, yeah, that's a good one way I to like do it. I like the dedication. Yeah, I like, I like the it. dedication. You know, with that yellow car one, did you ever do, you can punch someone, then you, if you say no returns quickly, they can't get you back, like yes. straight away after. I love all the legality of, of arguments yeah. with brothers and sisters and stuff, like infinity plus one is always quite a yeah. good one as well. Um, Sarah says my friends and family play spot the Norbert Dentress Angle lorry game oh. now have you guys heard, have you, do you guys know what Norbert Des- no, Dentress Angle never, is it sounds like a made up name no no it's a French haulier it's like their version of Eddie Stobart but you quite often see them in the south of England so, if you, so I think it's quite a getting rare stuck, getting stuck in one way roads and uh, driving into fields accidentally because of the sat nav yeah and they also play uh, they also have a tiered scoring system for the type of truck that they actually spot. So if it has a trailer, for instance, Ooh. they get double points. That's amazing. That's, I mean, I know a lot of people play the Spot the Eddie Stobart uh, game, but this is this is like the next level continental yeah. version. It's a bit like Ticket <laughs> to Write. Exactly. Um, Kerry has a very similar game, which is called Is That a DPD? <laughs> first, one to sh- first one to shout when you see a DPD van takes a thousand points from all the other players. Wow. Uh, oh, I wonder yeah. what happens if you do a false call, though, and it's actually like... A, a different kind of van, a different kind of postal service. She actually goes. She actually oh. goes on to say that if you do, uh, if you do a false oh, call, you lose all your points. High risk. This is it. What well, is a game of ultimate jeopardy? I've got one last one here from Steve. Um, he says driver versus passenger based on pubs on the side of your road. So you get points for the number of legs of the pub name. So, if, for instance, if you get the king's head on your side, you get two points because a king has two legs. Red oh, lion, wow. you get four because ah. uh, obviously a lion has four. And the jackpot pub, which ends every game, is the cricketers because you get 22 legs for that. That's amazing. Love These are amazing. Outboard game thing to get involved. Right now, though, it's time for another amazing fact from Brian. Brian's board game fact of the week. Okay, today's fact is a fact based on Trivial Pursuit. So, what is Columbo's first name? As in Detective Columbo... Um, you don't mean Christopher Columbo. You mean... <laughs> That's it's Columbus. All right. Yeah, what is uh, Columbo... What is Lieutenant Columbo from the TV show Columbo's first name? I don't know. I don't know it. I've never seen it. Joe? I'm not too sure. I mean, I used to watch Columbo have when I was a guess, kid. Have a guess. Columbo? Just have a guess. Have a guess. I'm going to go Gary. Gary Columbo. Gary Columbo. Yeah. Hello. It's, it's my mate Gary Columbo who's come to investigate. Neil Columbo. Neil Columbo. No, it's not quite. No. It's not Gary, Jamie, Simon, Dave, or Mike Columbo either. Jamie Columbo. It, it is, in fact, according to a question on True Pursuit, Philip Columbo. So that was, that was given as the name of Lieutenant Columbo. Philip Columbo. However, this was the subject of a huge lawsuit in 1984 because Columbo doesn't have a first name. Columbo doesn't have a first name. It was never revealed in any episode what Columbo's name is. So you're asking, you've got to ask the question, so hang on, where did, where did Trill Pursuit get this yeah. fact from? Um, and they got yeah. it from an encyclopedia. Uh, there was an encyclopedia called the Trivial Encyclopedia, which was around in the 70s, written by a guy called Fred L. Worth, right? So he sued them. I think he sued them for $300 million uh, for plagiarism. Now, it's worth noting, obviously, that this, this was dismissed 
um, because they never the makers of Trooper Suit never said they say they didn't use that um, encyclopedia, but they just said because it was a fact, it was in public, it was public knowledge, so they were allowed to use it, and the judge ruled in their favour. But these are what's known as this is very interesting. They're called trap facts. Yeah. And what makers of encyclopedias do is because. Um, a huge amount of time and effort goes into it, into making encyclopedias or maps, for instance. They do this with maps as well. They they call them trap streets. What they do is the the makers of the of maps or encyclopedias or maybe even like textbooks, they deliberately insert a fact which is not true or a false thing. So then, if they come to then accuse somebody of plagiarism or breaking their copyright, they can prove that their intellectual property has been nicked. Wow, so they put a little trap in there for them, which is a mistake on purpose, to, to, to be able to smoke them out if, if push comes to shove. Exactly, but because of that, now everybody across the world thinks that Columbo's first name no is, is Philip. That's good. <laughs> Phil That's Columbo. Good. That's a good one, isn't it? I mean, Jess, you said at the beginning of that fact that you were going to be on your phone during it, but you've come right off your phone. You're well interested now. Right, let's have a little look very quickly at some other transport games that are out there. There's so many fantastic games that you can pick up at the moment if you if you like your transport. There's a lot of people who are kind of secret train spotters or into counting cars or number plates or anything like that. You're going to love some of these. Uh, the amazing Ricky Royal from his Boxer Delights YouTube channel got in touch with us. Uh, he is currently playing with his family a game called Tokyo Highway at the moment. I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's an amazing game where you've got uh, it's like a physical game. You have to balance loads of cars in this weird structure to make a really complex highway system works. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Downforce is another one you can get from the Zatu website right now, which is... Uh, do you remember when you were a kid, there was an arcade game where you had little plastic uh, ho- horse riders and jockeys and stuff like the Grand National, and you put like a 10 Yeah, bet, I remember that. they would go along yes, yes, on yes. wires. It's, it's like the, the motor car, motorsport version of that. Or you move all the cars at once with card play, and you bet, oh. you place bets on your... Uh, your cars or other people's cars to win. So it's a brilliant game. That's available right now. Uh, another one that I've played with Brian is Thunder Alley by GMT Games, which Ooh. is about stock car racing or NASCAR, where you've got to do slipstreaming and stuff like that. That's a good game, isn't it, Brian? We lo- I loved it when we played that at Drafts, actually. And, and the most amazing thing about that game is they've made the world's most boring <laughs> sport entertaining. NASCAR is... <laughs> is pound for pound the world's most boring sport. Just people going around in circles endlessly. So yeah, well done to them. Uh, also, uh, they've just come out with a brand new version, the updated version of Thunder Alley GMT games set in the uh, apocalyptic future called Apocalypse Road. So it's like Mad Max, but with the whole stock car racing thing. That's just come out recently, which is really good. And then one other mention of uh, a cycling game, because I haven't really covered them so far just yet. Um, Flam Rouge. I don't know if you've heard of Flam Rouge. A fantastic, really simple, gorgeous little family um cycle like racing game where you play cards but all the art is done in the beautiful old-fashioned kind of it looks like a, a painting that you'd have on a wall in a french cafe that you stop at a cobbled street kind of village just to have a glass of uh cronenberg as you're doing a long walk it's a beautiful oh, nice. beautiful game you can find all of these games on the zatu website so have a little look at them right now and i don't treat yourself treat your family particularly during the whole lockdown thing that's going on at the moment i think it's about that time that we uh, encourage jess to put her future in the hands of chance as we try and control jess's life through the role of a six-sided dice jess what is the scenario this week that you would like to put forward to chance to choice so i am planning on staying in london over Christmas and I'm going to have Christmas with my friends and they're going to come to my house coronavirus guidelines permitting you know it will it'll all be above board but this is the ambitious plan is that 
we have three people over and a cook Christmas dinner, which is great. Like I've never hosted a Christmas before. It's going to be brilliant. However, there's a slight problem. My friends like a bit of a uh-huh. party, you know. They're, they're the type that are going to be up till 2am, right? I want a relaxing Christmas this year. So I want... You want to watch Mrs. Exactly. Brown's Boys at 10 o'clock? Exactly. I want to be asleep by... No, I want to be asleep by then. I want to be gone. Like, I want a relaxing Christmas. So I'm obviously we're obviously going to cook Christmas dinner. And after we've had pudding... How do I get rid of them? I want them gone. I want, as soon as that spoon hits that bowl and right. I've taken that bowl out of my house, right? But obviously people stick around to watch EastEnders and this and that, all oh, get the cheese out, all oh, get the board games out. It's very hard to uh, turf, it's turf people out on yeah. Christmas Day as well. You feel like you're in a Dickens exactly. novel, do you know what so I mean? Thrown out of the house. I just I feel like I need a way of getting them out by a certain time because I just want to chill. I mean, but I know this is a board game podcast, but I'll play board games on Boxing Day when I've not spent all day cooking and hosting, you know? So I would be grateful if okay. you could okay. help me think of a way to tell my friends to get the hell out of my house in a really nice way. Brian and I can use our progressive uh, dice therapy on this, no problem at all. What What are the odds on this then, Brian? What are we going to attach to each okay. face on the dice? Okay, so uh, obviously a dice, one to six. I don't know if any of you board game newbies don't know that. It's one to six for a dice. Uh, so as always, you know, the one to two option is going to be the most conservative option. Three to four, you're getting a bit more, you know, a bit more adventurous. Five and six are the nuclear options. So first of all, one to two. Roll a one to two, right? Stop topping up the drinks. Put all the food away. I mean, it's, it's an right. easy one. but if, Is that the last yeah. orders, last orders option? Yeah, not even that. But if, if you're not offering them more drinks... You know, and you've you've hidden the booze away. They're not gonna. They're gonna sense something's up, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, fine. I'll get, get yeah, the I like that. Go then. Right? Yeah, I didn't. Right. That's one. Yeah, to I didn't two. think you about that one. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I ask the uh, the gender split um, of this this gathering? So it's you. You're, you're a lady. lady. There's one lady. One male and four women. Uh, yeah, this is more for men actually, because uh, what makes men just want to run a mile more than anything Commitment. else in the world? Um. Yes, commitment. Uh, That's uh, number one. Empathy. What often comes with commitment? Um, empathy. Yeah. Any <laughs> basic human decency. Yeah, oh, basic human decency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. But more than that, the sight of a female crying—it just makes them want to leave okay. immediately. All they're thinking is, "Is it my fault? What have I done? How can I get out of this?" So, if you were just to start crying, apropos of nothing, just break down in the middle of the living room, they would all make their excuses and leave. But as I say, that's good. There's going to be women there, so that's actually going to draw them mm. rather than repel them. They'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah. "What's yeah. wrong, hon? You yeah. okay? Tell us. Is he being a shit?" You know. So anyway, anyway. Okay, number five. So number five and six. Now we're moving on to the the, the nuclear options. Number five: secretly call the police on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so call the go out to the garden call the police say oh at number the, the people at number 55 they're having it their music's far too loud and then when the police come of course you can go oh so, no I don't know what's going on officer but I tell you what we bet yeah no we they're all going now anyway and they, they, they will better, just leave anyway better knock on then, the head oh no number six this is going to sound worse than it is. This is going to sound worse than it is. You go down to Boots and you buy some laxatives. Brian! Oh, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. In the pudding, whatever pudding you're making, you put a tiny amount in. Not enough, not in. So say if there's five people, you put a dose of maybe enough for maybe two people. So it's not going to make them have the raging shits. It's just going to make them a little bit loose. 
right. they're going to want to go immediately. No, but hold on. There what about with that option? What okay. about if they decide to start doing it in my toilet? I've only got one bathroom. So, shall we decide this on the roll of a dice just to see how your Christmas is going to pan out Let's and what the correct it. approach to go is? One to two, stop topping up drinks. Uh, three to four, cry. Five, police. Six, laxative. Here we go. I'm going to roll the dice right here at home. It's four. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I could I could just start. I could. Everyone will be in the living room and I could just walk in and just start okay. wailing. <laughs> all my friends will go, oh, my God, I'm out of here. So I think it could work. That's pretty much all we've got time for. Please check out the Zatu website for a lot of the games that we've talked about so far on this podcast. If there's any others that we're missing, all you've got to do is drop us a message, and we love hearing from you lot, at Board Game Thing. And we've had a load of people get in touch, and this is quite interesting, about uh, what games can they play, whether online with friends during the lockdown, or any games you can play on your own. There's loads of great solo games out there. So we're going to do a special lockdown special episode of board game thing next week so if you're trapped in the house and need a bit of help to kind of uh, see the sunnier side of life or just want a bit of escapism make sure you listen to next week's episode it's going to be a corker brian and jess thank you very much and producer ross uh, there thank you for that as well we will see you in the next one this has been the board game thing mm-hmm.